Welcome, everybody, to another Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Jason Wygant and Joey Crown. We each talking about the new TV package for the Nationals. And Joey Crown giving us an update on where he's at in his health and what's next and all of that. First up, though, Race Tech. Pulp 22 is a code to save with Race Tech. Yeah. Want to get some bike work done? You want to save some money on motor or suspension work? Well, Racetech.com will do that for you. Pulp 22 is a code to save with those guys. Show your bike some love, man, and it'll show you love back, okay? It's that easy. They've been doing it since the uh, early 80s, late 70s, and they're still doing it now, man. Motor work, suspension work. They can help you out. Get your bike dialed in. Pulp 22 is a code to save with Racetech. Thank you to those guys. And, of course, All Balls Racing. Get ready to ride with All Balls Racing after a long winter. Your bike may be ready for some TLC, a carburetor rebuild kit from All Balls Racing. and get your bike into top condition and ready to hit the road or the trails, the rebuild, uh, you can find that rebuild kit option along with a large selection of other power sports maintenance and repair products like uh, Vertex and Pivot Works and Hot Cams at allballsracing.com. The All Balls Racing customer service team is available to assist you. 555-402-8000 for more information. All Balls Racing, we're all in, so you can go all out. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. All right, first up on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast show, uh, we're going to talk to Joey Crown after this. But first up, it is uh, the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships are coming up rapidly. New TV package, new uh, TV analyst as well, uh, each week calling the action, new pit reporter, which we'll get into a little bit. But really, uh, with the change of the TV, I wanted to talk to this man, my friend, Jason Wygant, about uh, some of the stuff. What's up, Weege? Yeah. So, all right, okay, so you've been the voice of the Nationals for a long time, 50th year of uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships this year, and obviously you had GL for a number of years, you had Fro uh, a step in after that. You did have Fro for the first couple of years as well, right? Fro was in for two or three before GL. It was actually, uh, when I first started, uh, I, when this whole thing changed, when it became Lucas Oil Pro Motocross and the, the TV package improved massively, not just the announcers, but what when it was on. People do not remember that before this, it was on like, outdoor life network a week after the races yeah uh and then 09 lucas came in nbc came in mx sports came in and then we actually started having live coverage it was actually myself and bailey uh that first year oh snap, uh, that's then right it was kind of split um bailey really didn't want to do 12 weekends traveling's pretty rough on the on the poor old guy uh he hung in there as best he could um but then he kind of started asking if he could just do some so then we brought fro in and then eventually it became just fro and i full-time for a while then obviously gl and i i think that started in 14 um gl and i had a wonderful time a wonderful thing going but unfortunately that has come to an end but i guess 
Here's here's a compliment to our man Grant Langston. He cannot be replaced by one man. That's it. Cannot. Yeah, exactly. No. They, they've got to go on. So a, 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 a roving uh, or a cavalcade of stars coming in to join you for the booth. Ricky Carmichael will be in three that are the NBC shows. Uh, the rest of them will be a, a mix of guys. And I guess when you first heard about the plan or, I mean, I assume they bounced this off you. You are the uh, the main guy and you need to be able to work with people. I assume, Weege, they bounce this off you. Uh, I'm only happy about that because I could tell you you're wrong, which is always something that makes me feel good. Um, I'll just put it this way. We all wear many hats in this industry, uh-huh. uh, you and I and, and many of us. Like, I think you just got to assume certain people can handle certain things. I don't think they were ever worried, and I really wasn't. Like, if they had consulted me, I would have said, yeah, cool. Okay. They didn't ask, yep. but I think they would have known that would have been my answer anyway. So, okay. yeah, cool. All right. It doesn't okay. bother me. Fair enough. Yeah. I myself might have asked the guy that has to work with these people for 12 rounds, but hey, that's just me. All right, moving okay. on. Um, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so let's get into it a little bit. So uh, we got McGrath, we got we got Bailey. Hopefully at the end we got uh, Carmichael as mentioned. Villapoto is going to come in. Dunge is too busy. He's helped you before, but he's too busy this summer. Um, for you, and I think I asked you this in private, but this will this will be the public answer. Like, do you change your game? Do you change? I mean, look, there's nothing like chemistry, and that's you know people like the review shows for me, you, and JT, and when we bring Blair in or whoever, nobody. People say it's not the same. It's because we have chemistry, and some of it is just us yelling at each other. But I firmly believe chemistry is important. You look at any play-by-play booth at any sport, people got to be friends. They got to know each other, all that stuff. You and GL were that way. You did have chemistry. So how do you get the chemistry with the revolving thing of co-hosts? It's probably going to sound crazy that I'm going to say this, Uh, but I think the whole chemistry thing is overrated. Uh, I hear that all the time. Okay. I think chemistry is this easy cliche phrase that people go to. Uh, I remember seeing commercials for like American Idol and they're like, oh, these judges, they just have this chemistry. And yeah. I'm like, whatever. They just stick four celebrities in there. And the next year they have two others. And then the super fans say the same exact thing. Um, I feel like I've interviewed so many riders mm-hmm. for so long. You essentially have to have a rapport in that moment when you're interviewing people. I've had a million people I've worked, you know, not just in this series. Yes, it's really just been Bailey, Fro, and Langston. But take all the other events that I've announced. It's probably hundreds of people that I've announced side by side with. I really don't consider it that much of a challenge. I mean, Steve, would you go around and do your pulp race or post-race pulp cast? If you're going to have Joey Crown on this podcast here in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, don't you just call the guy and, like, figure out how to just be normal? Yeah, but that, that's with him. that's like, that's a hundred percent that crazy. That's a hundred percent of different because I'm asking Joey Crown questions really? and I'm having a conversation with him. You and another analyst are calling the action. He's got to know. Hey, we just we just point is done. Now it's time for me to jump in. Or hey, we just taking a break and he's going to keep going. And don't you feel like you have a a, a rhythm in the in the booth to call in a race and and after a while that each of you know each other's rhythms a little bit. Uh, yeah, again, I know everybody says that. I don't really consider okay. it a big challenge. The only, right. Yeah, the only thing I'm actually worried about more so is that, um, and the, the final list of who all these guys are going to be is not quite set. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned some of the names, uh, you know, Villapoto Dunge oddly was saying he couldn't do it. We didn't know why. Now we know why. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to have Brock Glover, Damon Bradshaw, uh, eventually Bailey, uh, Rick Johnson, um, Jeremy. Jeremy McGrath. Yep. Um, so on the list goes. I honestly think my only worry is actually just that some of these guys haven't really done this job in particular. Mm-hmm. Almost every one of them at some point has probably been doing some sort of announcing at some point. Um, 
like even McGrath, I don't know if you remember, like, Jesus, like 10 years ago where Supercross shot a bunch of different guys. They had some with Wyndham, some with McGrath, some with RC, some with Fro. Uh, they've all done it to a degree, but it's still pretty new to them. I'm honestly a little more worried for their sake of like, uh, I've never done this before. This is different or harder than I imagined, and it's the only time I'm doing it. So it's not like I'm going to get, you know, four or five weeks to figure it out. Like, yeah, I mean, Grant Langston will be the first to tell you he was a nervous wreck for an entire year doing these shows, and I thought he did a great job, and I couldn't tell, but he told me how nervous he was. So mm-hmm. I think that might be the only concern. We're just assuming because these guys raced at the highest level and they're legends, and they've done 17 billion interviews in their life, that they'll just slide right in there, but. You know, for their sake, live TV might not be something they can grasp awesome in the first two minutes they've ever done it. I'm more worried about, you know, having to help those guys out with that than yeah. than the chemistry. I think that part will okay. be fine. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Look yep. at you just, just ignoring all the traditional broadcast uh, um, things. Uh, so, um, um, all right. Yeah. The other, thing that's, uh, the other thing that makes it interesting is, and, and no one realizes this part of it, not only are we in that booth for four straight hours announcing races, but you're basically just growing down and hanging the entire time. Which is obviously cool. Like, I mean, people would literally pay money to do that with Jeremy McGrath, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they? Wouldn't some fan would pay a thousand dollars to hang out with Jeremy all weekend at a national, right? One hundred percent. Yes, but at the same time, uh, you really got to let your guard down at times. Like, there are times where we're going to have brutal conversations, like unfiltered opinions about things, and I don't agree with this, and I don't agree with that. You know what I mean? And you, this industry is small, right? So you got to know that there's trust. Um, if you give somebody the inside scoop on something or they give it on you that you're not going to sell them out. I think that's also a little bit of the challenge. Um, you know, if you're on a call and you're in three meetings a week with GL for eight years, you know, he knows that everything that gets said in the meeting, if he says something harsh, I'm not going to sell him out. If I say something harsh, he's not going to sell me out. I'm not going to think less of him. Um, you've got to have that same level of trust with, uh, uh nine different guys. Um, oh, there, there's yeah, a, there's you know, a- there's yeah. a Wednesday meeting. There's a Friday meeting. There's no chance all your analysts make all the calls all year long, right? Like, do you put this at a 50% chance? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, these guys are all at varying levels of, uh, you know, the level of organization they've had to have on a day-to-day basis. I mean, look, let's be honest. Some of these guys have probably not had a 9-to-5 job ever in their life. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. I go back to this hilarious quote when I was doing NASCAR for NBC. And they rolled out these – the NASCAR weekends are brutally long, right? They're like four-day weekends, and it's like 12 hours a day of TV. So uh, they are rotating guys in and out. Like you do three hours. You go over here, then you go over here. And it's the, the schedule for the weekend was so complicated. And Jeff Burton, I remember him, he just puts the paper down, takes his reading glasses off, and he goes, Hey, man, I'm just going to tell you. My whole driving career, I had people telling me where to go. I can't do this on my own. <laughs> Just, I, just flat out comes out with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. He's like, this is like 16 different things that I've got to do throughout a day. Like, be here, be here, be here, be yeah, here, yeah. be here. He's like, I can't. And obviously, they figured it out. But when you're not used to that, yeah. like, I've worked a regular job my whole life. I'm used to, this is the time I do the meeting. This is the time I do this. This is the time I do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm a little, it won't matter if these guys miss a meeting. I'm not right. worried for the TV show's sake, but sure. Yep. The attendance might be a little spotty. Uh, here uh, and there. A lot yeah. of these guys. I mean, what kind of schedule has Damon Bradshaw been on the last right. 20 years? Right. I like yeah. this. I like this idea. I'm a fan of all these guys, right? Like, I, I think it's great. But I do think, and, and this goes back to your, I know you just said chemistry is BS. I think, <laughs> I think you're in for 
I think you're in for a lot, man. I really do. I, I like this idea, but I think you're in for a lot because, look, you and I are, are embedded in this thing, and we know everybody, and, and JT's as well. Uh, I don't know about Damon Bradshaw and Ryan Villapoto. I mean, I just talked to Ryan Villapoto the other day. We talked about Moto for 30 seconds, and then we talked about barbecues. So, like, right. like I, I just don't know how in-depth these guys are going to get with the sport because they lived it and breathed it for so long, and now they just watch it from a from a thousand foot view. And so, I think you're going to have to pull it out of them. You're going to have to figure out what the people want to know, get it out of them. Look, some of them will be great. Carmichael will be great for those three rounds. He'll be fantastic. Uh, Brock Glover should be good. He goes to the races every single weekend. He loves to talk. But I think you're going to. I'm going to ask you at the end of twelve rounds. You're going to be like, dude. It's harder than I thought. I had no chemistry. I had to pull it out of these guys. So I think you're you're going to be the true hero of this series, Wygant. I think both things are true. Yes, I do agree that it is absolutely going to be harder for me than it usually is. Like, I didn't have to do anything to, to, to get G up to speed. He knew exactly what to do. He did it for eight years. Yep. Same thing with when, we, when Fro came back at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's easy. Like, we don't need to tell this guy anything. He's worked with all of us. He's done this exact job a thousand times. Uh, yes, it is going to be harder for sure. I just don't think that, like, the idea of you can't get the chemistry figured out in one weekend, I think you can. But it will be hard. Um, right. And, yes, I am worried that someone, probably more so the 250 class, right, because the guys are a little less known. Yep. You know, that uh, maybe one or two of these guys might not even know more than – 10 250 riders yeah. you know that's possible right um i'm not sure they all know nate thrasher just to pick a kind of obscurish up-and-coming 250 guy i'm not sure they all know his intricacies yep uh so it's going to be some work yes yeah. the upside is you know i think if you were to ask a fan is this a good idea or a bad idea i'm sure they would all say this sounds awesome nope i'm i'm in that boat sounds awesome yep. <laughs> yeah yep right so this is a real i guess the real question here is this is an awesome concept Will the execution, will it actually work right, in real life? Right, right. Is there, yeah, uh, yeah I agree. I agree. And uh, so at yeah. the end of this thing, you need to get a race. I'll, I'll, I'll hit up all the powers that be. You know, we are oh, we are Mav TV uh, partners now. So. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You know, you know, these people are. Actually, I got to say, I think um, the reason we could even try this experiment, um, which again, I think most fans would like, we'll see how it goes, uh, is because of Mav. You know, I think Mav, they're just a little fresher and newer in general. You know, when you're talking, uh, Fox Sports, you know, that the company's been around forever, or NBC, they've been around forever. I think it's just like, this is how we do things this way. And I think some of the concerns you have over chemistry and stuff, they're just like, yeah, we're not taking a chance on that. Right. Um, I think Mav is more like, you guys are the motocross experts. If you think it's going to be good for the show, we'll let you do it. So it's one of the advantages, I guess. I mean, look, they're willing to put pulp on the airwaves. Clearly, they're willing to try stuff. <laughs> That's a great point. It's a great point. Yeah. And, and look, I, I have the. Uh utmost confidence in your skills you're a great announcer i hate i hate admitting all this but you are <laughs> and you'll do a good job and you'll make it work and it'll sound professional and you'll you know you'll lead the guys and give them some rope and, and lead them a certain way so it's going to be great i think that that part that part will really work out but i think you're going to have your work cut out for you uh this summer for sure but on the other hand too you know what it could keep you fresh it could keep you up to you know what i mean like it could keep you really enthused not that you need that help anyways but it could keep you super uh um uh on your toes all all summer long at each race so we're probably gonna get you know some gold that we didn't expect you know like maybe someone will be way better or have some points we had never heard before yep maybe somebody's got something to say uh you know and there'll probably be some that aren't maybe cut out for it you know long term Mm -hmm. um so yeah we're probably gonna see highs and lows yeah and it is gonna be more work And, and like i said it's just hard for me to explain how this works but it's like 
the four hours we're not on the air, there's like another four hours where you're, it's just you and this other guy yeah. sitting in a trailer with nobody else to talk to. So, I mean, between Langston and I, you know, between families, kids, money, politics, like, I mean, the amount of topics that we would just bro down on for hours, like, I'm not kidding, like, stock market stuff, like, you should yeah. do this, I should do that, like, how did you invest your money, like, real topics, because yeah, yeah. you got small talk for hours. Right. Um, that's going to be a little different when it's people that I, I know these guys. Yeah. But not to that degree. Right. Is there a particular analyst you're looking forward to the most or a couple? Or is there somebody that comes to mind where you're like, you know, super stoked? Uh, there's a couple things here. Uh, you know, I did work with Bailey in the early days, and I, I still feel he's the all-time gold standard. That's who I grew up listening to. I, I just cannot believe that I ended up doing it with him. Yeah. Um, you know, and then for a while, you know, I tried to many times bring Bailey back out and be like, why don't you do something for us, a racer exit? been a lot of time of him being like no man i'm kind of out you know i don't want to have to jump back in or maybe i'm not following it as closely if he's studied up uh i still think he could be great so i'm looking forward to doing that i never thought i'd get a chance to work with him again um and i've never actually announced anything with glover and like you said he's at all the races right so his knowledge is going to mm -hmm. be honestly there might not be anybody at the races that has more knowledge than him because he's like the only guy that literally works with every single rider right yeah he's not just the yamaha guy he's not just a fox gear guy he's no. everybody's tire guy um so i think that one uh could be really good and most of the other guys i've already worked with yeah. uh to some degree so yeah. we'll see uh yeah yep. glover glover's gonna have to know that he's got to get in and get out that's gonna be a very big key for brock uh he's got to get in with his point he's got to get out and let and let you know let the let the play-by-play -play guy go but but yes full of knowledge a hundred percent you know? Yeah. One of the one of the things is, you know, this is kind of being pitched as this is part of the 50th anniversary, you know, tour. So we're, that's why we're bringing out legends of the sport. Mm -hmm. um, but it is going to be hard to balance. There are going to be people who want more of their stories, almost like a podcast, right? Like, Jeremy, tell me about battling Fro or Fro. Tell me about because I believe Fro's on the list, too. Tell me about battling Jeremy or tell me about this track or tell me what this thing was like in 1985. Then there's going to be some fans, as you know, hate that. Yep. They do yep. not want they, yep. they hate when the guys talk about themselves. So it is probably going to be impossible to get that right for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And and there, and we're going to try, the powers that be are going to try to line you up riders who had moments at the particular tracks, right? Um, that's going to be the yes. plan? Yes, that is the plan. They're, they're trying to have where, oh, that I see why you'd have that guy there and that kind of thing. But, man, it's a tough balance. You know, I always, you know, we're hardcore fans, you and I, right? So I can't get enough of those stories. But... At the same time, there are probably some fans that are like, I don't care what this retired guy has to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll never Talk make, about right. Roxon against Tomac who are battling for the lead. Mm -hmm. That's all. Just tell me about the guys that are racing today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Should That's going to be tough. Should be interesting. Yeah. So you said you worked with most of these. Have you done something with Jeremy? Uh, man, it all sounds familiar. What would it have been? What would it have uh, been? I, I really feel like or? I did at some point. Okay. All right. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe a... Off-season Euro, like Carmichael and I, Carmichael actually jumped in the booth in these a couple times over the years, and then we actually did Ossex Open together two years ago. Yeah, why do I yeah. feel like I did something with Jeremy? But well, I can't yeah. remember. That, I guess is my point. Right. I've done this so many times, it doesn't feel like it's challenging because I've done it a billion times. Yeah, yeah, yep. really, right? Uh, absolutely. Fly Racing, Race I worked Spod with John Dowd in Arena Cross. That, I managed to figure that one out. <laughs> Dowdy, not a man of many words. Dowdy, how did you how do you get through whoops like that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just, That's just pretty much get it, you know. So. 
when I asked out, dude, you're always so in shape. Like, what the heck did you do? He's like, I don't know. If I got tired, I just worked harder the next week. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving <laughs> on. Right. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, no, it should be should be good. Villapoto is supposed to do Washougal, so things like that are going to come up, and, you know, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think they want Bradshaw for high point. Right. Um, right. Again, I don't think any of it's officially official yet, but that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. And Rick Johnson may be on the list, or we're trying to fit RJ in, which is I, – I love RJ. Uh, I love podcasting with him, love interviews with him. Uh, a really, really smart guy, funny, and, and he gets it. So I hope RJ makes the cut somewhere along the line. So Yeah, that's actually my first uh, – I will be very upset if that doesn't happen. Um, RJ, not even knowing this plan was in the works, mm-hmm. uh, he reached out to me when last season ended, you know, kind of knowing the whole thing was in flux. Um, and so what do you think? Could I do something? I'm like, sounds good to me. And then, lo and behold, they come up with this idea to have multiple guys. So I'm like, good news for you, RJ. I'm sure they're going to get you in. And then I don't know what happened, but, like, some of the dates that were available, he wasn't available for or what. Um, so I think one of the Palas, it, it could actually be him and McGrath at the first race uh, together. Oh, that'd be great. Um, we'll see. Yeah. But I'm not worried about RJ because we have done TV before yeah. uh, at Straight Rhythm, and he's done a lot. So at least he's not a newcomer to announcing. Yeah, no, he'll be great. Is there one guy... I'm going to guess, like, so Damon Bradshaw, hero of mine, hero of yours. Uh, um, I got a water bottle in my studio that he had the whole time and (laughs) is just sitting here, you know, so I don't need to go on about Bradshaw. But but also, we even, like, you know, for example, Bradshaw was in Houston for the Supercross, and we asked him (laughs) how he did in Houston. He was like, yeah, I think I was pretty good here. He'd won, like, five times, right? Couldn't remember if he had won there. Yeah, couldn't remember if he'd ever won in Houston, won, like, four or five times. And yeah, there's just yeah. different racers are different ways. And there's nothing. And Red Dog, right? Red Dog could never do the booth. He'd be garbage. So, <laughs> so this isn't yes. this isn't an indictment of Bradshaw, but there's a guy that may not be in deep, and you're gonna have to walk through. But on the other hand, he's Damon Bradshaw. He's well spoken. He's smart guy. So you know, there's a guy where you're gonna have to pull it out of a little bit. Yeah, it is weird. There's there's Bailey who can remember like every right. line and every corner he took in every race he's ever in. Totally. And right. then guy yeah. like Bradshaw will just tell you, I don't remember all this stuff. But I also think Bradshaw is probably going to be a little more outspoken. If a guy gets passed, he'll yep. probably call the dude out if he was soft. Yep. So uh, yep. we'll have that in our back pocket. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it should be it should be a good challenge for you. I want to thank the folks at Maxis Renthal, All Balls uh, Motorsport and Cobo Links as well. Uh, also, uh, JT or uh, Swede, you have this new pit reporter, Jason Thomas. He is at nine of them. Uh, will Christian will do the NBC races, a true professional, by the way, Will is. But you will have Jason Thomas at nine of these things as a pit reporter. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, how's that going to go? I almost feel bad that uh, JT – but this is like a big moment here, right? But it's been totally overshadowed. Like this Legends thing is going to absolutely – I mean, that's the thing we're talking about on the podcast. When they finally announce the full list, that's going to get all the buzz. Um JT's inclusion is going to be like going to be like under uh, overshadowed by that, um, but I think the theory here, by the way, in having JT is that if one of these guys ends up sucking, which is we don't know. I mean, it's possible. Yep. Um, JT can provide a little extra analysis and maybe fill in some of the gaps, right? So if one of these guys doesn't know who Nate Thrasher is, JT certainly will know. I mean, we just did two hours worth of video previews today, the three of us. He knows insides and outs. So that was one of the thoughts of like. Get somebody else that could that would know everything in case one of these guys doesn't. Um, so here we go. We we know secretly that JT has wanted to do a lot of broadcasting. So here's a shot. Oh, if there's a media opportunity. He's taking it. Yes. He, he's going to take it. Um, yes. I don't. And again, I don't. Doesn't sound like you were that involved in this process, but like 
How does that work? Or how, was that a fight to get that there? Or whose idea was it? I mean, obviously JT's signing up for it for sure, but like he's never had literally any broadcasting experience, right? And he's going to be on the podium and and in, in the pit mechanic lane and all that kind of stuff, like a very a very you know key part of this role. And he's going to be you know telling you and your analyst what he sees and and all this. And I don't have any doubt he's going to be good at it. Don't get me wrong; I would yeah. love to bag on yep. him. He's going to be good at it. But how does that get moved up the ladder to where you know they're going to take this X racer? And give him that important job. I, I, I definitely find that a little curious. I think the uh, the model, I think this is all based on our guy, Daniel Blair. Um, I think it was kind of like, well, see, Blair is kind of like a blend of all of it, right? Like he could do the play-by-play or he could be the analyst yeah. or he could yeah. be the podium guy um, because he used to race, right? So, you know, I think they were really considering Blair and I think he's moving. I don't know if he wanted to do essentially 29 weekends mm-hmm. of TV in a row, um, but it was like that plan of the seed in the head of like, we would like to have Blair or a guy like Blair, um, and maybe it was just the height, and maybe it was just the height, <laughs> right? They're like, we need a short guy who used to race. Um, and if you think about it, I mean, JT's been on the periphery of it. You know, people are listening to him on a darn podcast multiple times a week. Yeah, uh, he's been in all the races, did some of the MXGP stuff. So I don't think the bridge between like, okay, who would be able to do what Blair basically does? Well, Jason Thomas wouldn't be far off from that, yeah. even if he hasn't done that exact job yet. Yeah, I guess I kind of forgot about his MXGP stuff in the booth with Malin. So, yeah, there is that, right? Um, yeah. Because, you know, podcasting is one thing. But, uh, again, TV is another animal. Get in, get out, make your point, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but no. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Again, like, look, I, I got my Feld Motorsports gave me a race, and I'm on real TV. And and so maybe this is all just turning around. I don't know. Jason Thomas is a pit reporter. <laughs> I, yes. I, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> It, it it does. I will say this though. I mean, I think it's going to be fine. But it is funny that it morphed from okay. In case one of these guys doesn't do a good job, you know, we need to have a plan B down on the floor to bail them out. But that morphed into another guy who's not done it before. <laughs> right. So yeah. No. So if the new guy can't handle it, yeah. the new guy will bail them out. It's right. Kind of what we're right. working on. No, and, yeah. and and I applaud the the people that decided this stuff for giving Jason Thomas a chance and and you know giving this thing a chance for sure. But but you just know how stodgy broadcasting goes, and yeah. So but I mean everybody's got to start somewhere, right? Um, so I mean uh, yeah, it's 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 an incredibly hard job. I can't believe he agreed to do it. That's a whole other topic for another day. But but you're ridiculous with that. No, you're, I'm not. You're no, I'm not. It, oh my god, you're he's ridiculous. Got a, he's got a full time job. He's got a full-time job staying in shape as well, in the gym and out the gym, and eating right and living his monk-like life. And then now, oh, he's, adding, now he's adding this to it. So I don't know if I'd want to do that if I was him. If, if you just had to do this job, then great. you know. So he went, to, he went to every Supercross, and then when he didn't have a Supercross, he'd go internationally. So why, why, would he, why is flying to Redbud interfering with his full-time job but flying to Detroit because, Supercross doesn't. Because 17 you can do. Now you're at 29, and there's only 52 weeks a year. So, like, you think he has just, no life. Yeah. He, you know this. He has no life. He's told us this. He, I don't think JT can handle two weekends at home. I don't think he can handle it. Do you think maybe he's a fugitive? And the, <laughs> and the Boise police are looking for him? Maybe. Well, Florida at one point, I guess, was. Right. So he got out of there. Yeah, got out of there, and now, now, and now Boise's <laughs> maybe, on Maybe that's him. it. Right. <laughs> maybe that's but, it. No, it'll be a really, really cool deal for everybody. Uh, kind of a, a whole new branding with the Mav guys and a whole new faces in the booths and, and on the on track side and stuff and all that. And then NBC shows would be Carmichael and Will Christian and yourself and more of a familiar a familiar uh, feeling for the NBC people. So Yeah, it, like I said, 
Right. And they might be right. They might be proven right in the end. The, the more established networks have a way they do business, and they don't do the rotating thing. And I think it's for two reasons. A, obviously, there's less risk. You know, they know Carmichael can do the job, so there's no risk there. Uh, but I think they also trade in the familiarity of they want every time you turn something on, it should sound the same every time. I think they're big on that. Um, right. So different philosophies here. And yeah. who knows? I mean, if all these uh, legends suck, then I'll I'll wish that we had used the NBC <laughs> philosophy. Yeah. I, I've all. I'm pretty confident. I've always scratched my head at these uh, big stick and ball sports, and, and you follow it as well as I do, all sorts of stick and ball sports and announcing teams. Mm-hmm. Like these networks, and we've had a few examples that I won't get into in our sport, but like the name means everything. Screw whether they're good or not, or screw whether they're doing their homework or not. The name means everything. And and you see that too, like Emmett Smith, right? He was a legendary, horrible uh, a- analyst uh, Joe Montana, legendary, horrible. Like the, the the name means everything. Not whether the person would be interesting, exciting. You know, uh, uh, um, who's the punter for the Colts? Uh, um, McAfee. McAfee. Right? Oh, McAfee's so, become so a legend. He's now. become My a God. legend. He's become a yes. legend, and he's just a punter. And he would never make it in a. No one would ever call him for any sort of studio work because he's just a punter. And who cares? And the guy has, you know, carved out his own media little empire and making a ton of money. Like, and he's not a name. And that's where I'm always like, so JT is not a name, right? Like, he had a great, solid career, but not certainly yeah. on the level of these guys. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, uh, Blair hey, as well. Blair as well? Blair. Absolutely. Like, yep. so in mainstream sports, if you don't have a name, you barely have a chance. So I like the fact that we're doing this with people who don't have a name, but could be good. Uh, I'd say it's both, though. Okay. Those other sports... For sure, like we know that Tom Brady has been signed for $375 million for a 10-year TV contract without him ever doing any sort of mm-hmm. announcing ever, mm-hmm. right? And he could suck. And they've been trying pretty wildly the NFL with experiments lately, right? And it's about 50-50. Like uh, Jason Witten, how did that go? Terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But Tony Romo went great. So they know that this is there are no guarantees. There are no slam dunks. Yet then again, they're giving Tom Brady a 10-year contract for whenever he retires. So I do feel like those sports are just as guilty. Um, You know, Emmett Smith probably shouldn't even been tried. Jerry Rice, Montana, probably shouldn't even been tried. But they're just like, well, as soon as the big name retires, we automatically give them TV. Um, It definitely shouldn't work that way. And I almost feel, one of my theories is, uh, football's a little different because I think there's just a certain amount of studying and and film session that every single player has to do, right? Um, So it's probably a little different. But I feel like sometimes the borderline guys, you know, the guys who are barely making it, they probably have to study harder and work harder to make it as a player. And maybe that lends themselves to do that kind of work when it's broadcast time. Yeah. And, you know, yep. uh, I, I don't believe that Tom Brady doesn't work hard. We all know that. Right. Uh, but maybe some of these guys were so athletically gifted, they could mail it in and still perform. And then this is not the kind of job where that's going to work. Like, it doesn't matter how fast you can run now. You have to study film. Mm-hmm. And maybe some guys were like, yeah, that's what I've been doing my whole career. It's the only way I stayed in the NFL. Yeah. So they're naturally going to be better yep. uh, at a uh, media job. A little bit of that a little bit of that uh, uh, thing that bugs me comes from my own experience with the Pulp Show, like you know, the Antignaps or the Phils or the Alex Rays, right? I've provided some of the best radio podcast stuff out there. Um, and, and so you find – but you would never, you know, search for these people, but – their characters yes. and they're great, right? Um, and so yeah, if you point. if you do a search for Pat McAfee of Moto, 
maybe you, you stumble onto something that's amazing, right? So, um, yeah, it's just just a, just a different thing that bugs me about mainstream sports, and sometimes in our sport, too. It, it's floated over into our sport, too. So uh, I bet you, though, I bet you we don't talk to these people who are more outsidery. I guarantee you when the NASCAR fan decides to check out Supercross most weekends, but they're not super into it, they probably think it's awesome that it's Ricky effing Carmichael doing the announcing because that's probably the main guy they know. And they're like, that's so cool. It's Carmichael telling me what he thinks as opposed to some guy I've never heard of. I hate to say it. That probably does have currency. It probably does. Yeah. You know, we don't we we know every one of the riders. So if it was Carmichael or like we even remember Daniel Blair and Jason Thomas's racers, they're all the same to us. We remember that they all race. But yeah. I bet you to some fans, not guys that we hang out with, you know, more yeah, outside. Yeah, just casual. Probably does help. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. But I would might argue that Carmichael is the only one <laughs> that would do that, right? Because he did have a, a NASCAR career, and he is uh, the, yeah. the winningest rider. So that, right. po- that point like, is well I don't know well any set. skateboarders except Tony Hawk, right? So if Tony Hawk is commenting on X Games, and we're like, well, yeah. that makes sense. It's Tony yeah. Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know anybody else. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, well, good, man. Uh, cool. Thanks for the chat. Uh, looking forward to this summer. Uh, my Mav TV teammate Jason Wygant here on the on the uh, on the Racer X uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. So, uh, yeah, I just want to mention um, this Mav thing. Uh, one of the big upsides, and people in the United States would not know this, but apparently, you could not get the races in Australia and some other uh, Canada. You said right? Yeah, Canada. Um, yep, yep. Yep. I'm not sure about France, but but definitely there were a lot of countries, and Australia is at the top of the list because the 250 champ is from there, uh, where the streaming was locked out. Uh, so this year they will actually have it. So that's one of the reasons they wanted to go to Mav. So uh, keep that in mind. And then uh, you can stream at Mav TV Plus. And then we got some codes. If you go to the RacerX site, you can get half off of a monthly subscription or ten dollars off an annual subscription. Uh, just go to the RacerX site. Um, it's not going to be on Peacock. Do not go to Peacock Saturday morning of Pala looking for it. It's on Mav TV channel and streaming. Raw. We you know we used to get the complaints about I, I don't want to change the channel. I can't I can't change the channel. And now yeah. you don't have to change the channel. But you know, with the discount, it's three dollars and fifty cents a month. There you go. You can do it, people. Well, you can do it. If Wyatt can do it, you can do it. Yes, I'm saying I, right. I pay for Peacock. It's five dollars a month. I, I'm that's a great deal. I, I don't think three fifty a month to watch motocross is going to kill you. No, I agree. And again, Weed, you're going to be the real hero this summer. I just want to. I'll, I'll I'll talk to you know. I'm I'm in that announcer's booth with Roy Jansen uh, every week. Okay, and uh, I will be hammering him. To get you a race. I don't even know if he's in charge of that, but I will be hammering him to give you a race. Well, let's hope he is then. Yeah. Uh, all right, buddy. Yeah. Thanks thanks for the time. Appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk, uh, I don't know, probably within 20 minutes of hanging up this phone call. Yeah, probably. All right. All right. Thanks, Weege. Good stuff from Weege. Thank you to the folks at Maxis. Maxis Tires, of course. Uh, A-Ray, Cade, Maxis, SGB, Honda team. Jeremy McGrath helped develop the MXST, so you know they're pretty good. Light truck tires, trailer tires. Mountain bike tires, all there. Maxxis.com for more information. If you haven't thought about a Maxxis for a while, well, maybe it's time to start looking towards Maxxis. They support the sport in a number of ways, and uh, they make great products. Maxxis.com. Thank you to the folks at Renthal. Whether it is the new Fat Bar 36 uh, that's out. That's still new, I guess. The Fat Bar, the Twin Wall Bar, the 7 8 Bar. Renthal.com. More championships and all the other brands combined. And, of course, you saw that cool stuff they made for Jet Lawrence and Antonio Caroli at Paula, Renthal.com. Well, maybe you hadn't seen it by the time you listen to this. Anyways, it's coming. Renthal.com, sprockets as well, chains, of course, grips. Uh, they patented those grips, man, uh, to make them gray, and now other companies uh, follow that. That is the truest form of flattery right there. So thank you to the folks at Renthal, Renthal.com. Check them out for your latest bar purchase. Um, 
uh, sprocket purchase chain uh, rental.com they've got a bar they've got a color something that'll work for you thank you to those guys motorsport.com of course oem on aftermarket parts anything over 79 bucks is free shipping thank you to motorsport.com they got a dedicated team of gearheads there to help you out please if you're going to go to motorsport go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com to support us we'd really appreciate it and then there's a whole pulp mx show segment or section on their website as well so we work with a lot of our vendors to try to get motorsport the best price out there thank you to cobo links of course uh, you can get cobo links at motorsport.com built and designed in boise idaho and pulp mx is the code for free shipping and a discount they're lowering suspension links from everything from aprilia to yamaha whether it's uh, uh to gain some more confidence to make your suspension work better to touch the ground to help you turn all that stuff if you're shorter of stature cobolinks.com it's got a link for you and it'll make dirt bike riding a lot more fun dual sport riding dirt bike riding whatever it is a lot more fun. Thank you, Cobalinks, K-O-U-B-A, links.com, and use the code PulpMX to save. All right, next up, interview with uh, Joey Crown. Um, we'll talk about what he's been through, what he's going through, uh, when he's going to race next, and all that stuff. Right here, Fly Racing, RacerX Podcast. All right, everybody, on the uh, Fly Racing, uh, RacerX Podcast show with Steve Mathis, my next guest here. He's in studio, actually, not on the phone. Uh, he's sitting across from me in the PulpMX studio. Uh, you know this man uh, from many, many uh, races over the years. Uh, some really, really good finishes, whether it's in Canada, whether it's in the U.S., uh, overseas. It's Joey Crown. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming in. We uh, we just got back from a little e-bike ride. That was, uh, that was fun. You're, you're, you're an e-bike guy. so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, coming out to Vegas, and yeah, I had to get an e-bike ride in. Yeah. It's, it's always fun. Uh, how's the rocks? How are the rocks? <laughs> <laughs> there were plenty um, <laughs> um luckily survived all of them yeah uh, i had a couple of close calls but um kept it on two wheels yeah yeah uh been a long time since we've seen you at the races of course uh you battled a lot of the injuries in between the injuries we saw some great starts and some great rides and you certainly had a lot of skill i uh, have a lot of skill as a rider uh i guess though you had a bad crash at club mx getting ready for uh, a pair of supercross uh take us through that to, for the people who maybe don't know what's what you've been up to yeah, yeah. Last year, I'm um, kind of started at Daytona. I had a crash and in the one of the LCQ red flags. Um, yeah, bumped, bumped my head and just I, I did all the right steps. Got clear to get back racing. Got back racing and just wasn't quite right after that. And um, so I ended up missing the outdoors and went to work doing construction and mm -hmm. doing some suspension stuff. And then um, got back, uh, figured out the issues. Got back riding and was doing some money races and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then. I uh, got the opportunity to go race Paris, so I was training at club, um, riding, and uh, yeah, just, just Sunday before I was supposed to leave, I was leaving on a Wednesday, mm -hmm. and uh, doing some riding, and uh, the last lap of our 10-lap moto, we are doing, trying to simulate the, the, the format over there, and yeah. um, just swapped out in the whoop section, uh, went off the track into a straightaway at the same time someone was coming down, and I uh, got T-boned and uh, did all sorts of damage. Um, yeah. Uh, broke my radius ulna, uh, shattered my elbow, uh, broke my humerus, um, broke my nose, my sinus cavity. Um, well, okay, so, so was it, so you got, <laughs> you got T-bone, so was it all the injuries on the side that you landed on the ground at or from the bike, on the side that the bike hit you on? Um, well, the bike, uh, some of them are both, I guess. Okay. So I, oh, the the right I wrecked my right arm, and that's I got hit on the right side. Okay, the so he hit your arm. Yeah, like yeah, and, and then, so that broke all that. And then my uh, injuries on my face are on the left from slamming the ground. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I'm, I think 
I don't remember, um, but from what I've been told and people describing to me, um, when he hit me on the side, I was just thinking he, he probably rode up the side of the bike, mm -hmm. and the bike hit me in the my right arm, yep. and which did all the damage there, and then also both bikes cartwheeled, and I got tangled together with them. It was them. Enzo Lopes, right? Yeah. 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 It, was, yep. it was Enzo, and, and thankfully he was okay. Yeah. He got back up, and I think he went race the next weekend in, in Brazil, but yeah. um, wrecked his bike, but that's easy to fix, but... yeah. Um, yeah, so it was it was, it was brutal. It was yeah, bad, I heard, I heard it was really scary. You heard, from people who were there, I said it was really scary. Um, you got life flighted, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I just, from hearing the description from the guys, I had um, bad cut above, on my nose and then above my eye, um, my left eye. So there's a lot of blood. Yeah, and I was knocked out, and they didn't know where the blood was coming from. Yeah. there's so much blood. Uh, they didn't know it coming from internally or yeah. you know. Um, so they kind of freaked out they called the helicopter and uh i was out for about three or four minutes yeah um yeah so it's it's scary just um do you remember coming to and laying there or no no no, no i don't that? don't remember any of that which i'm i'm a little thankful right <laughs> um i i could only imagine the amount of pain i was in with the the damage that was done yeah uh, i was what, brutal when do you remember waking up um or when do you remember like first thing you remember the first thing i remember um Oh, man, like being in the hospital, I, I know bits and pieces about five days um, after the injuries when I, I fully came back. Yeah. I mean, I was um, there, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and but I just don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't like repeating myself and, and stuff, but I, I mean, I just slept a lot in the hospital the first few days and then I was on a lot of, you know, pain medication. But yep. um, I, I I do probably, probably one of the first things I remember is my arm burning uh, in the hospital after after the first surgery. Um, which led into compartment syndrome I got on my arm. Um, so that's, I, I do remember that pretty clearly, just yeah. the, the burning sensation in my arm. And uh, then they had to rush me into another surgery. Yeah. Because um, I mean, if they don't address that, I mean, I could have lost my arm. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's really scary. It's happened to a lot of racers. Yeah. It's really scary. Yeah. Yeah. So thankfully they got in there, um, got it open. And um, I have a little bit of residual effects from that yep. uh, like some nerve issues in my hand but mm -hmm. it's been improving a lot yep um a lot so uh that's encouraging so it should get back to pretty much close to normal right um, right and anyways. you broke your eye socket and, and and obviously too you have a history of concussions you know from daytona and then even before that right like you've had some head shots to the head the last thing you possibly needed was you know a, a bad thing like with the with, with the, what happened at club so it definitely hurt you um Eyesight not back yet. A couple surgeries. Uh, getting better though. Yeah, yeah, it's improving a lot. Um, super slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's getting better. My after the, the I had a first the first surgery in the hospital. The end of the stay, they had to wait till some of the swelling went down. Mm -hmm. um, then they did did the first surgery, and you know, the guy made it sound like it was a simple surgery. No big deal. I'll be good in two weeks. Mm -hmm. When the swelling went down, um, and then the swelling went down, and you could visually see like my eye was kind of sinking down and back into my skull kind yeah, of yeah and uh because the, the lower part of my eye socket was was, was shattered did, did they put a plate in there or anything did they do anything what do they do for that uh yeah they, they did now that, okay then they're telling me they're going to put a sling in yeah um that's what they kept describing it as a sling yeah and uh but then we found out later on they might not even have done anything yeah <laughs> um, yeah from, that's bizarre yeah so i went went back to a different specialist because clearly my eye was you know back in my face yeah. um 
I mean, it's still still there, but you can just visually see it. And it wasn't level with the other one. And um, got a CAT scan done, and he's like, the doctor was, you know, really confused. Uh, he, he didn't see a plate or anything in there from the CAT scan. Um, so he per- performed the surgery. Uh, and my injury was a little bit more complex. Um, usually, they they can uh, set the plate on the on the, the shelf. They call mm-hmm. it on okay. each side. Yep. Um, of like the one on my, my nose side and then the outer side. Yep. Well, my nose side, there was no shelf there. It was completely gone. Yep. So they had to put a little bigger plate in it and bend it and up uh, against my nose yep. instead of against my nose, kind of. Yeah. So a little more complex, but um, that surgery went well. Um, I mean, couldn't went really any better. Yep. Uh, and when he got in there, he did see there was scar tissue and signs of uh, a previous surgery. Yeah. But from the first guy, yeah, they couldn't yeah. find anything in there. Yeah. So, wow, he, he was like, "Well, maybe it was a dissolvable plate or something." Maybe, <laughs> uh, yeah, he just didn't want to throw another doctor under the bus. Maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, thankfully, the second one went well, but it's the recovery from that is taking longer than uh, yep. expected. Um, which just from all the trauma. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it hasn't even been. It's uh, it's been six months. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it hasn't been that long. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you, if, you know. Being a racer, I mean, all racers can can relate it. It feels like eternity, <laughs> but uh, but thankfully yeah, right. I've been you know back bicycling and yeah. mountain biking and right you know have you know I'm working so it's you know, a little bit more normal. Yeah, you know. yeah, and, and they say it should come back like like yeah. Everybody tells you like no no retina issues type of deal like you should get everything back. Yeah, at some yeah. point it just heals and it's slow. Yeah, uh, man, that really sucks. Yeah, you haven't been in any races. Obviously, you can't ride right now. Um, um, and trying to get better uh is it how's the head how's the memory how's that kind of stuff doing because again you've had a few shots so how's yeah, that yeah it's it's uh, been improving um like you know it's slow but yep. uh it's been improving i you know the, the biggest thing for right now for me right now is is probably just the brain fog memory mm-hmm. um memory issues uh mental energy but i've been taking some supplements and that's been helping and um thankfully i have no issues with physical activity yeah um i can work out as hard as i want have have no yeah no which which does which sometimes people do like yeah you can't work out like yeah that, that does sometimes bug, bug yeah. people with head, head injuries yeah. um man yeah that's really really shame for sure um because like we were talking before and i follow you on social media i know you a little bit the before the crash you were doing some races winning some money uh riding some local stuff and doing well like things were rolling a little bit in your you know in your favor you weren't going to ride supercross but you were thinking about riding nationals uh so yeah you were kind of just starting your another comeback from the daytona crash when this happens gotta be frustrating huh oh yeah yeah, yeah it's really tough so yeah. I, I, once i got back you know riding i knew i was gonna well at some point last year i didn't know if i was me back racing um ever again maybe you mean like before after daytona after daytona yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i, I got right. back riding um i was gonna come back for atlanta yep and had a little tip over and i didn't even really bump my head i just kind of shook it mm-hmm. and that started issues again yep. um dizzy spells different things so i took a few weeks off got back riding again and um then had like mental energy issues basically uh-huh. like i just couldn't focus i just would ride around basically um and i found some supplements that really helped and but then that in the end just didn't didn't work and yeah. so i was like well i guess it's take time off and see and, and i was kind of go, going in circles and i had been already been to a neurologist and 
he cleared me fully to get back to racing. Mm -hmm. MRI, all the cognitive tests were, were, yep. you know, better than expected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, found a, a chiropractor. I found I had a neck issue yep. causing a lot of the issues. Um, and got that straightened around and was able to get back racing and it was going really well. And, um, I was for sure taking it easy, you know, mm -hmm. trying to be smart. Yeah. Not yeah. that I never was before, but for sure I was being extra cautious. You know, I just, yeah. man, I want to be healthy for a year. Like that's right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, whenever I get the ball rolling, it's something always, you know, takes me down. It feels like, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. Definitely. Like looking at your career from the outside. And again, I don't follow you super closely, but yeah, you never got any momentum going, right? Like you, you would show up, you'd be fast. Things were rolling, crash, hurt, come back. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't remember you ever putting a sustained amount of races together, right? Like yeah. to really show what you can do. Mm -hmm. And then once you start back you're it's back to zero and you're rebuilding yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, so this could be it for you. You might never race again. You don't know. I mean, you know, we'll see. It, nobody knows what the future is. Have you wrapped your head around that? Or are, you, are you refusing to kind of acknowledge that? Or you know what I mean? Like, what's that like? Yeah, it's very tough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're 23. It's all you know, right? You very, very fast amateur rider and, and, you know, solid results as a pro. So that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a tough pill to swallow. It's yeah. um, been a very challenging past you know six months yep um some dark moments i would oh, guess oh yeah, yeah for sure very emotional <laughs> um uh just thinking it could be over you know uh it's it's tough and it's uh yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's hard to even think about now you know yeah but, yeah um i'm all the doctors say i'll i'll be able to ride again yep. um you know i just don't know what level it'll be you know yep. my, my arm will make a full recovery mm -hmm. my eye socket um my brain is i think doing well enough to ride uh but it's also too do i want to take the risk in yeah and, yeah and how it's been going um i'm my goal is to to get back racing again i don't know what level that'll be yeah and i mean i really want to do at least one pro race one outdoor again just to yeah to to say i i, I did it you know yeah like I, that would be nice right like where you're like hey i beat this i came back uh, you know yeah but i can go off on my own will but yeah i don't really want to limit anything at this point because i mean who knows right. in in a year from now you know i might you know be yeah. good and and yeah. be back riding a little bit and, and then want to get back racing again but um yeah i'm kind of just taking it you know day by day mm -hmm. and uh seeing how it's going and and like i said i don't i don't want to limit my future and, and commit to retiring or quitting or whatever yeah yeah um now i want to wait till i'm i'm fully recovered right whatever right. that looks like yeah whatever that is uh definitely i think you're you know you're doing it the smart way where you're getting some neurologists to look at scans and you know what i mean and, and like some racers i mean I, I can think of the late scott chic like he shouldn't have been riding he took a lot of shots to the head i don't know if he ever got looked at you know what i mean that type of stuff and it, he's not the only one out there it sounds like you're trying to be smart about it and if the doctor says hey man you know you have you know you have you know, a brain injury, like you can't race. You're okay with that. Like, but at least you're being smart about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I have, I mean, the whole rest of my life to think about, um, there's life after racing. Yeah. It's hard when you're in it. It's hard to really see that. And yeah. it's, you know, comparing racing in a, a supercross racer in front of all the fans versus going to work, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nine to five. <laughs> right. So I've been doing the past few months now. Yeah. And then I did last year. It's, it's, you know, not really much comparison. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, you're helping out your dad. He, uh, Matt Crown, Michigan legend, uh, suspension yeah. guy forever, right? You doing some of that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, suspension. I've been 
working there. I did a, a little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, last summer I was doing construction and then, uh, in the fall I started working in this, doing yeah. suspension and then past few months I've been back, back working. Is that, here, so. is that interesting to you? Do you find it like, do you find it interesting? Do you want to, is that something you, you're like, cause I mean, I did, I was a mechanic for a long time, but I, I, I started like, Oh, what shim does what and high speed and low speed. And here's the oil path through a, a shim block. And here's, you know, um, uh, the holes and, and everything else. I found that really interesting. I didn't pursue it, but it was interesting to me. Yeah, no, it, it is interesting. I can, I can see myself, um, maybe taking over the business someday. Um, you know, a year ago, I, yeah. I wouldn't have thought that, yeah, um, yeah. but it's, I've, I have been, it's hard saying and enjoying it, but I guess for, for what's where, where I'm at now, yeah, yeah. um, it, it's been enjoyable. It, it's challenging working for your dad. Yeah. Um, that's been tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, my dad's, my dad's great, but just yeah. the, the stress of him owning his own business and it's uh, a lot, a lot of weight on his shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I, I'll be honest, I'm not you know, jumping up for joy to, to be working. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'd, yeah. I'd rather be racing my dirt yeah, bike and yeah. mountain I mean, bike and do stuff like that. But. Before your crash or club, you just told me about that race where you won like seven grand. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> that That's easier than, yeah, nine to five building suspension. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it. After working last year um, for the summer, it's really my, I mean, I worked a little bit for my dad in the past, but yeah. um, not always you would pay me, but which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, you know, working and i'll get my paycheck at the end of the week or end of the two weeks and i'm like man all that work and this is it you know right right <laughs> where in the, in the fall i'd go i mean there's a lot of work off the bike to get yeah. to that point don't get me wrong but yeah but you know you race one day and, and you make i made more than i made, made all summer yeah you know? yeah yeah no for sure so, yeah um yeah interesting uh let's hope you can get back and ride and race you know what i mean that's the ultimate goal right and if not let's hope you can just you know, end the way you want to and get in a race, you know, and score some points or, you know what I mean? Whatever it takes like that. I guess that's the best, the best outcome is you just come back racing, you know, you're a main event guy, you know what I mean? And, and you, you make money racing motocross. That's the best situation. The next best one is that you can't race at your old level, but you can go out the way you want to and race local stuff. And you know what I mean? That kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And then the, the worst case is that you can't ride again. So, uh, you know, there's, I guess there's, there's bad, good and better. Uh, if it, if you can't, race again and get to your old heights are you are you happy with what you've done um you know what i mean like i feel like you're a very talented rider like you jump stuff in soupy that you know other guys your level won't do and uh you're a good starter you're fast you can could qualify or all that kind of stuff um you know but the results weren't always there right crashes or yeah. you know what i mean whatever so are you happy with everything that you've done um i've been trying to be uh, okay. lately i'm yeah. trying to to, to part of my my issue of trying to change my perspective because i have done a lot of great things to yeah. be proud of but it's yep as a racer you always it's it's hard to you kind of look at what you should be doing or could be doing yeah um i mean i grew up battling and racing austin forkner and chase sexton and mm -hmm. um justin cooper my last year loretta's and uh you know being right there with them yeah. and then it's awesome seeing where sexton's at uh winning 450 supercrosses and, and stuff um and sitting here just knowing i could be right there with yeah, him I yeah mean, yeah it could be whatever right, like yeah, yeah, who knows yeah. but um i like to think if minus all the injuries i've had i, I would be a lot closer to him mm -hmm. than where i am now and i mean my 2020 supercross season which i did two races mm -hmm. um my first time kind of coming in fully healthy and, and comfortable and uh i got eighth my, my first main event i made yep um then the second round was triple crown i got seventh but I ran second in one of the main events for, you know, 
probably three quarters of it. Yeah. Uh, until I clipped a tough block, but but being there in, in second place, like I kind of hold on to that, you know. It's right. Like, right. You're like I, I did it. I can I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I I it's cool. That I remember this, but I remember. I mean, I was jumping through the whoops that night, but um, jumping through the whoops in second place, like just thinking, like, man, like this yeah. is this is awesome. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm finally back. You yeah, know, yeah. I yeah. went through a lot of injuries before that point. Um, in the previous year, yeah. not even making a main. Um, and uh, so you didn't make a main that that year before. Nineteen, no. Oh, no, okay. it yeah. was. Uh, you were a fan of Pulpamex fantasy guy. Like, oh, I probably ruined a lot of teams. <laughs> you did, you did, because you were fast and qualifying, and yeah, I just never. Yeah never came together so. yeah i uh i remember the the first round um minneapolis yeah minneapolis yeah. Uh, yeah. i'm sure a lot of people remember it if especially if i was on their pulp it was a team. chaotic lcq man oh yeah holy I, smokes i um qualified decent i wasn't really sh- like hadn't had a lot of time on the bike wasn't yeah. sure if i should go it was my first ever supercross but i decided to go for the experience and um qualified pretty well and heat race had a fall whatever i was in the lcq i was running f- there was carnage everywhere and i was running fifth and i just I just passed into fourth, but I got, I was singling into a turn. I got kicked and my feet came off the pegs a little uh-huh. bit. And then I landed, my feet missed the pegs, uh-huh. full whiskey right through the, the tough yeah, blocks yeah. over the berm yes. into the first turn. Um, I'm sure there's a video around there somewhere yeah. on my Instagram or something, but right. um, yeah. <laughs> so that was not a great first experience. Yeah. Um, and then every round of the next three rounds, four rounds, until I got hurt. A lot of, a lot of similar things. Yeah. You know, I'd, come out swinging um uh, detroit my home race i was was super bummed i came out first free practice like top 10 and i was like sweet and the next practice i was you know around 12th and like i mean i was feeling good you know i was home race um good bike changes that year to the bike or that round and um then the second time qualifying practice you know the track was a lot faster Mm -hmm. and first lap i was on a heater and i was going through the whoop swapped out and crashed and banged myself up a little bit, but I, I still finished practice and end up missing it by I think two thousandths of a second. Uh-huh. It was a triple crown. Yeah, yep. Um, and that was the, the closest I was that year. But just a lot of dumb things and right. a, lot, a lot of crashes. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's that's what I think. I think a speed and crashes for you, but I also think, like I said, you're a highly skilled rider. Thank you. uh, uh, in my eyes, what happened? So after that Arlington triple crown last year, two years ago, what happened? Then you got hurt, obviously. But what what was that about? Yeah, I um. Uh, Atlanta was the next round mm-hmm. and uh, Atlanta press day I ended up crashing and getting a concussion and breaking oh, my collarbone okay yeah um, that, that was it yeah, yeah I, I sucks that day like looking at it now you know like I, I was feeling a little off but mm-hmm. I was just taking it easy and after the finish line there was this triple that was super tough kind of a weird the lip was really flat and the landing mm-hmm. was really big yep um, I hadn't did it all practice like the end of the practice I was like oh, I, mean, I got you got to do it right the yeah. other guys are doing it and uh clipped it rode the nose into a berm and you know hit yeah. my head and i didn't think anything of it um i figured i'd be back in 10 days yeah um two weeks I, I got my shoulder plated and uh i was back riding in 10 days and then uh COVID happened yeah and i figured oh, i'll be back when when everything turns normal but then uh end up having issues with the concussion kind of long term yeah. so yeah. i kind of yep. started all that and right. I, I missed the residency and stuff but right right um yeah it so yeah, you, you hang on to that second when you're running second there. You hang on to a couple top tens and some speed, and yeah, you. I mean, you know, right? You you. Uh, it's not what you wanted, but yeah, you got to make the best of a situation, right? Yeah, for sure. And then another few highlights: Rebel Straight Rhythm, uh, 2019. That's yeah, you know, I, a big accomplishment for me. And, yep. Um, and uh, 
Geneva Supercross. Yeah, uh, winning that that was. Didn't I get you in awesome. Geneva? Didn't I help you get get you in that Geneva? I thought I did. Um, I uh, no, I was. I think Eric Pernard. Well, um, friend got me into straight rhythm. Who worked for Eric Pernard? Yeah, and then. I want straight rhythm, so he's like... He took you to Geneva. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he's yeah, like, yeah. well, you actually can ride a dirt bike right, really well, right. so I went there, and yeah. um, I was kind of cool. We were the in the underdog pit next to Marty or whatever. It's yeah. like, you know, no one expected us to do anything, and I think he won the first night, yeah. and I won too. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, straight rhythm. That was, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that was good for you. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I ended up winning yeah. every heat or run basically that yep. that day so right um so yeah so you have if you can't get back to your old level you you have some moments where you're like hey kids you know whenever your dad or whatever yes. here's, here's what your dad did right yeah yeah kind of yeah. kind of neat kind of interesting um but yeah let's hope you can get back to your old level for sure uh and and uh you did the canadian nationals one summer uh we were trying to figure out if you race manitoba or not neither one of us know uh my home province but uh yeah you and jess pettis battled down to the wire that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was a intense series that year. Um, I got injured before Supercross, um, so I missed missed Supercross that year. Um, just got back in time for to mm-hmm. racing racing that. I was on the Redemption, the Club Max Redemption team, and uh, yeah, it was a good battle. It was uh, Jess, um, Sean Moff, Meyer, uh, Osby. I feel like there's someone else in there, but myself. But yeah, it was a, it was a yeah. I feel like there a was d- another. Dylan. Dylan Wright. Uh, yeah, Dylan Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was it was uh, a lot of battles. Because I went to the opener in Calgary that year. I was at the first yeah. one, and uh, yeah, it was gnarly. You guys were sw- like one five five one. You know what I mean? Two four. Like it was all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was a, a f- fun year. Like that was my, um, I guess looking to like getting in the the flow of like I ra- the racing a full season. Yeah, um, going you know around every weekend and and being healthy yeah. for a whole season yep. and it was a lot of fun and and battling for wins and uh it's it, it feels good you know it, it's uh up there and the guys are still you know really good riders mm-hmm. I, they're just not as deep up yeah. there as, yeah. as it is here yeah but yeah it was, it was a fun fun to battle for a championship and right i you brought it all the way down to the last round went in three points separation between us and then i had you know fall in the first turn whatever yeah. and just Je- Je- ended up winning um, but yeah, I, I had I had a great time that year. You went up there quite a bit. Like you, I remember you racing Walton, just a few one-off races, hey? Uh, yeah, uh, amateur stuff. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. from 2008, basically all the way through my amateur career. Almost, yeah. almost every year I would go there and race. My dad had a lot of business in Canada. Yep. He raced a lot of Canadian nationals back in the day. Yep. Um, was on the podium up in there a few times or up there. Uh, so I would do it every year. And um, 2015, I was racing intermediate that year i end up racing the the pro day on sunday yeah, yeah and i end up winning the second moto and getting second overall so that was pretty cool my yeah. pro-ish debut yeah I your guess. pro-ish debut i think i was there that day i think what year was that 15 i think i might have been there yeah been, it was ben wall was on a two-stroke yeah he had won the championship already and okay it was jimmy dakotas yeah oh there. you know what no i was that wasn't the year i was there no okay but i do remember you at walton a couple times being there um yeah you, uh, like you said, you were a really fast amateur, uh, team green ride and all that, but never really like in the mix for, for pro circuit from what I understand. Um, well, first of all, were you ever in the mix for pro circuit? And, and if not, did, did, did anybody tell you, did, did you know, Ryan holiday or whoever was running team green, did, did you get any sniffs at all? Did, did they have a plan for you and it didn't work out or like, what, how'd that go for you? Because I definitely remember like, Hey, Joey crown team green, very fast, you know? So, yeah. yeah well, after, 
I got on Team Green in 2014, um, Super Mini, which that year was super rough. Uh, broke my tib fib at Freestone, and it was hard to come back from that. But uh, 2015, I uh, moved to the big bikes. I beat uh, Forkner straight up at Daytona, and then uh, won a championship at Loretta's, battled you know Forkner and Cantrell, and mm-hmm. I don't know who else was in there. But um, So that got me the following year, 16. I was Team Green's only A-rider, uh, Forkner had turned pro. And uh, I got the Team Green Pro Circuit deal. It wasn't like a full yeah. pro circuit ride. Yep. Um, but that was kind of a step up that year. And I, I think they were hoping and expecting me to, to perform. Yep. And then I would have maybe stepped into something. Yep. Um, but I, I didn't perform. I got hurt in arena crash or arena cross, I guess. Yeah, arena crash. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, got hurt doing that, trying to get my super cross points. Yeah. And uh, yeah, kind of messed up my year and didn't perform. And so I based the following year. I lost my team green ride, but I still had Cowie and uh, monster support. Okay. And, uh, I just, I wasn't on the team, so to speak, but yeah, I came yeah. out and won both classes at Daytona, uh, against Forkner or not, sorry, Forkner, uh, Cooper and hard traft and them. Yep. So it's cool. Like, you know, but I, just, I didn't perform when I needed to, you know, I was already mm-hmm. written off before that. Yeah. Point. So yeah, yeah. Once you're written off, it's like, you know, yeah. can't really get anything. And I didn't, no. I did good that year, like right. podium bull class at the Reddas, but it wasn't good enough to, to get anything yeah Yeah, Um, once you get out of this circle and you know it even goes into the pro ranks like like you know enzo lopes for example he's been pro for three or four years now and he just got fifth in the series and like they're gonna star and other teams are gonna give guys that you know were used to be on factory teams rides and i'm like once you're out of the circle you can't get in and once you're in the circle you got to do a lot to get out of it otherwise the teams will just keep picking you up you know like yeah it's weird that way yeah, yeah if, you, if you win why you see it like win one race or get like one podium it's like you can have a bunch of other crappy races but you're you're just yeah most likely gonna keep, keep yeah. getting rides but yep and then it's hard too they expect us privateer guys to be top five you know or even almost to the podium to be able to earn a spot. Yeah. But yet our, I mean, it's getting a lot closer, yeah. but the, our equipment's a lot, especially in the 250 class, way more inferior right. to right. those guys. So it's yep. hard to be able to compete on equipment standpoint, let alone, yeah. you know, yeah. which it always confused me where, you know, teams wouldn't see like, well, if this guy's, you know, five to 10 every weekend. Yeah. And, and he's on this bike, this bike, what right. if we gave him this right. bike? Like, or, be, you know, or this guy is, is, five to ten but he looks out of shape what if we got him in shape with a trainer and a program and a bike yeah. you know what i mean like whatever like you know because some kids just don't know what to do they don't know how to train they think they're training hard but they're not you know they're not really doing what the work is mm-hmm. so yeah if i'm a manager i'm looking at those type of guys enzo lopes or joey crown or, or and i'm like okay what what can i do with that kid with a a, 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 a structure and a, and a bike but they don't really do that they just hey You've you've not done anything for three years on a factory bike, but we'll put you on our team now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, we'll just change teams. And yeah, maybe that'll yeah, maybe, maybe that'll be it. Like you know what I mean? Like why why you know like I don't know. They keep repeating the same mistakes, right? It's a bit frustrating for me, looking in from the outside. There's a lot of factors, of course, that goes into it. Maybe the dad is nuts or something. You know, there's all sorts of things. Yeah. But but yeah, sometimes I'm just like, what are you guys doing? You know what I mean? And it's frustrating. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, fly racing, of course, flyracing.com uh, on board this podcast. Check them out at uh, motorsport.com or your local dealer. Renthal, Maxis, Cobra Links, All Balls Racing, and um, the folks at motorsport.com on board this podcast with Joey Crown. Um, so, yeah, it, it's 
It'll be interesting to see if you can get back, man. Uh, it's a cool story. You're a really nice guy. Uh, it'd be nice to pull for you. And, and like you said, either way, either get back to your old level and race, you know, be main event guy, top 10 guy, right? Or at least get to call your shot out. That, that, that's, that would be nice where you, you know, where you get to keep racing. So uh, um, it's definitely one of those things. So when, when do you think you'll try? I guess it's all, it's all on the eye. It's all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Cause like I actually last week, uh, a week ago, um, I got released from my arm to like, I got no weight, weight restrictions yeah, now. So yeah, I can yep. do as tolerated. Right. Um, so I mean, I'm not strong enough to, my arm isn't strong enough to ride a dirt bike yet. Uh-huh. Uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't trust it yet, but, yeah. um, you know, once I get it there, I, I could, and it's just kind of my eye, you yeah. know, it's just waiting on that. And I've got some, another doctor's appointment coming up to, with a different specialist, um, on, on the, the muscles around the eye and the nerves and stuff. Uh, so hopefully that goes well, but yeah, it's just kind of waiting it out. I, I had one doctor say one to six months from the surgery. Okay. Um, so from the second surgery you had? Yeah. The second surgery. Yeah. Which was, when was that? That's two months ago. Okay. A little so, over yeah. two months yeah, ago. So, yeah. so I guess we'll see what happens with that. But, um, right. I, I feel like, I mean, like if you were to ask me two months ago, I would have say maybe two rounds this summer. Yeah. Um, the, not the last one in, yeah. in uh, Paula, but, but yeah, somewhere in the East. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ironman and whatnot. But um, now it's been kind of pushed back. Maybe a couple of races in the fall, like the money races. But, right, right. Um, it's it's just kind of all depends on yeah. my eye, really. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to be any rush to to get back to it. It, it I mean, could be next year, could be yeah. end of next year. Have I you, just don't really know. Have you done any reading or talking to people who had injuries like this or similar to this with the eye? Have you have you done anything like that? Um, uh, yeah, a little bit. I I. I've researched some people who've had issues, um, and I, I, I need to look look more into that. Yeah. Um, I, I know oh, Jolene Van Voet, she had a pretty bad injury. Um, I've been meaning to get in contact with her because the doctors haven't, like, I've been going and seeing doctors, but they don't really give me exact, this is what's wrong, and this is how to cure it. Like, these eye exercises, I'm doing some eye exercises now. Yeah. Um, then I'm doing my chiropractor gave them to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like, and, yeah. and my physical therapist did too, actually as well. Who's working for my arm. Yeah. Um, but I, I go to the eye doctors and I bring that up to them and they're like, uh, we don't, you know, like yeah. that doesn't really work. And I'm like, well, I, since I started doing them, it's been improving. So, yeah. Um, which is a good thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm absolutely. still continuing to do them. So, um, yeah, I'm for sure need to research uh, more into people who've right. had, had similar injuries right. like this. And, um, I know Pike went through something, similar with the eye injury but i think it was more his his eyeball versus yeah i think he had retina uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what i mean like an actual the your eye isn't your eye is fine as far as damage to it like like yeah. It, right yeah the, yeah the, all the, the guts are intact of your eye yeah I yeah think, but it's perfectly healthy it's right. just the muscles and the nerves around and behind it yeah uh yeah i think he had more serious stuff than that but yeah you could certainly he did crush his face in at paris so you could yeah. talk to him like that um so I follow you on social media and you know, you had that crash in club and I, I, I see comments on your social media and I don't think you've talked too much. This might be the first time you've really talked about this and on your social media. Hey, when are you racing again? And see you soon. And Hey Joe, you know what I mean? Like you have a following, right? You're, you're a Michigan guy where motocross people live and breathe this stuff. You've been quiet. You haven't really talked about it. You know, everybody knows you crashed and, but is that, that's, it must be something you've doing on purpose. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I, uh, this is the first time I've, told anyone publicly i mean if someone yeah comes in and asks me to I'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it right but, but there's been nothing publicly and any of my injuries um i've been really vague about it yes you have <laughs> <laughs> so and, and even time frame i think people you know they think they 
It's like a broken could, arm or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back for Supercross or back for outdoors, you know. Yeah. Um, they don't realize exactly how bad it's been. But um, I, you know, my parents had told me, oh, don't put that out there. You know, it's, you know, bad to be out there. And I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll keep it, you know, private and not public on social. And, and then I've seen a lot of other guys get hurt and, and they're always po- they're posting their x-rays and, yeah. you know, whatever. So yeah. it's like, and I, I mean, there's no real reason for me to keep this quiet, you know. No, right? no. Yeah. So I. Uh, I uh, I planned to tell everyone last night in the pop show, but I, I got clipped. But. Oh boy! <laughs> no, at least I'm here and I uh, talking about it. it. Does feel good to talk about it because like, you know, yeah, people hit me up on Instagram, yeah. and, and then I tell them, you know, I, I don't know, we'll see what happens. You know, like yeah, I, yeah, I, I, no. uh, it's I think everyone wants to know. And uh, yeah, I had industry people ask me like, hey, what's up with Joey Crown? Like, because people kind of know you crashed at club and it wasn't good. But I don't, you know, again, I'm like, yeah, I think it's kind of serious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So even industry people are like, didn't really know exact extent of it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it, it feels good to finally just to talk about it and, yeah. you know, let everyone, you know, right. know kind of what I'm dealing with and, and, uh, not what? have to, to keep, keep, keep secret, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get back, it'll make it even better. Cause you know, you'll, people know what you're coming back from, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and all of that. So, um, you're, you're, uh, you mentioned your dad, uh, obviously, Matt Crown. He had a national number for a long time. Uh, you know, like you said, made the podium at, um, at in Canada and stuff like that. Uh, did he teach you how to ride? Did he, was he the guy, like, taking you around and stuff and all that? Yeah, yeah. He, um, oh, from, from when I started at three yeah. years old, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. right so, there. And... So he was, what, but he was, like, very active mini dad or whatever. Like, oh, that type oh, yeah. of stuff. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so. So, but you were always into it. He didn't push you into it. You were always like, "Yeah, I love to ride." Type deal. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I was, you know, two, two years old, or, or you know, as soon as I can walk, you yeah. know, I I was going to the races with my dad, watching him race, and you know, I, I was like, you know, I was bugging him for a bike, and yeah. he said, "Well, when you get trained, it was off your bike bicycle. You can get a dirt bike." Yeah, so yeah. I uh, did that, got a dirt bike, and you know, I just kept racing after that point. But yeah, it's always, always been, you know, I always wanted to race and. I mean, at certain times, you know, I'd feel pressure to, to keep racing and, yeah. and, and stuff, but um, it's all, you know, been my choice and I wouldn't wouldn't change it. Yeah. I mean, I would love less injuries, but so would any other motocross. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Was there a point, and I don't even know how old you were or whatever, was there, because like I said, again, you're, you're a really good rider, like technical-wise and stuff, and I imagine, you know, when you were racing locally, you were probably whooping everybody's butt. Was there a point where you were like, Hey, I'm pretty good at this. Like, I'd like to be pro. Like, I, you know, I'd like to be like uh, Carmichael or Reed or, you know what I mean? I don't know how who was your heroes when you were little, but was there a point that you remember where you're like, yeah, I can make some money at this. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's almost been my whole life. Probably when I was around seven or eight, um, the first time I, I, I won, or I think seven, yeah, I won like my District 14, uh-huh. um, 50 championship or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yep. And uh, so it, was, it was pretty young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... The next year I went to Loretta's, I got second and, um, that kind of, I mean, I still didn't really fully believe it, but probably six, my last year on sixties, I, uh, had some, I won one of the motos there by like almost a minute. And that was kind of like, wow, you are like pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah. then it kind of changed after that point to where like, yeah, I can, can do something in right. the sport. And, you know, then my dad was always you know, yeah. telling me I could and, and the people around me and, and especially going locally and, and, you know, I was usually a lot better than a lot of the guys. So everyone locally, you know, thinking yeah. I was going to go far in the sport. So, um, and Michigan such a strong history of, you know, from Swink to Stanton, Eddie Warren, you know what I mean? Like Kelly Smith, Nick way, 
Michigan such strong moto roots. Right? Yeah, so. yeah, and it kind of it, it's been lacking. I think the last real contender was it is it Nick Nick Way probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, now Woodrow, Josh Woods, uh, but yeah, Nick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was really you know doing well. Um, there's some other guys, but and I I think a lot of people expected me to be kind of the nice guy. Yeah. Um, to to be winning races yeah. and doing really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. did, did you know? Do you know Nick well? Did you, did he help you? Did you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, he, uh, my dad worked with him for for a bit, helping okay. him with some suspension stuff here and yeah. there, and and testing with him, and been riding at his place uh, a lot growing up. And um, I I've hung out a couple times. I went mountain biking with him in California yeah. a couple times. Okay. And, yeah, he's he's a great dude. Yeah, like, I, yeah, really I, great. Right. I, I really look up to him, and um, you know, has his family life, and yep. and this is how to good dude he is yeah you know, I, yeah he he's uh he does it right for sure he's yeah. a really smart dude and about the industry too mm-hmm. all, all the different stuff political stuff that goes on in the industry and everything he knows a lot you know so yeah i always i always really would want like wanted to get into the point where i could work with him you know as a riding coach mentor yeah. like seeing what he did for adam and uh and cameron the, yeah and then cameron yeah, yeah for the, the improvement they made in such a quick time uh it's yeah, maybe want to work with them yeah. one day, but um, I guess we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, ever get that opportunity or yeah, you know. yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, hey man, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Uh, you you got bumped for Cooper Webb for the uh, for the Pulp Show, so you know what I mean. Like look yeah, at it that way. Yeah, you know, I I uh, can't be too too disappointed. The, I, we got three mics and it was three of those guys, and I was like, yeah. well, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have Cooper, you got to have Phil, and then you got to have Seth too. So yeah, yeah. we could have we could have bumped Rarick. Yeah, we're, we weren't bumping Phil because he's funny as shit on the show. <laughs> oh yeah, but we could have bumped Rarick for you. Yeah, we, yeah. that would have been great. Yeah, uh, been uh, cool. so yeah, no, I I, I appreciate. Well, we'll get, let's get you back out here at some point because uh, sounds good. Uh, we can ride some intense tasers again and, and, and all that. And maybe the next time we come in, you'll be, you know, getting ready for soupy or something. Yeah, we can talking about talking about my comeback. Maybe. Yeah, there we'll you see. go. Right. That'd, That'd be, be fantastic. Cool. Uh, Joey Crown on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Again, thanks to the sponsors. And uh, hey, man, I wish you nothing but the best. I'll be pulling for you, cheering for you. That'd be that'd be great when you come back and, and get back racing. That'd be that'd be fantastic. So uh, thanks for the time, man. Oh, thank you. I, re- I really appreciate you. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.